Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning, Chattanooga area and the United States and the world, since we are live on the interweb. Good morning, Trap Professor. Good morning, Tony Sanders. How are you this morning? I'm great. Welcome, everybody, to the Christmas show. Ho, Tony ho, Sanders ho. Outdoors. I don't know that it'll be a whole lot different. We're kind of like Andy Griffith. All the years he was on TV, he did one Christmas show. Maybe he had a bad experience with the Christmas show. And, I don't know. And pledged never to do one again. No, that was... Maybe that <laughs> you was, know where I'm going with that. Maybe that was our Father's Day show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> never again. Man, can you... This is... We were talking about on the way over. This has just been a short year to me. I mean, it just seems like we just celebrated Thanksgiving, and here we are on Christmas. I understand the calendar's compact. I get that. It just has flown by. It has. I mean, we had our, we can't say Christmas at the office. We had our holiday party yesterday. and Your winter solstice party? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just it just seems like the this last part of the year has just come by so fast. I mean, hunting season's only a few weeks away. Guys went out yesterday. Our buddies, uh, Keith and Chris and Alan, mm-hmm. went out and got a limit of cranes yesterday. I think I saw where Keith uh, posted a photo of the the rocket that went up. The the stages yep. separated, and he had it on as a picture, which that would have been really cool to see. I saw that while I was walking Gunner. Oh, cool. Um, I didn't realize what I was seeing at the time. Um, I, I, I could tell pretty quickly it was a rocket. Because the probably one of the coolest things that I saw was I saw a space shuttle launch. I was I was out on a boat of gambling in oh, the ocean. Okay, out of off the coast of Jacksonville. So you took your chance on a boat. I took my chance on a boat. Gotcha. And the captain came on and said they're getting ready to launch a space shuttle, and I forgot which one it is. Um, getting ready to launch a space shuttle here in the next ten minutes. If you'd like to go out on deck, which kind of surprised me considering, you know, it's a gambling boat and you've only got so much time on the boat and right. they don't make money if we're not gambling. Anyway, so uh, there was a few of us went out there and it was kind of cool to watch. It was like a 1030 at night launch. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, you could see it for miles as it went up. Oh, I'm sure. It was, it was way cool. Because you're out on the ocean and there's no lights except on the boat. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So yeah, I, I saw it last night. Like I said I, yesterday, I didn't know exactly what it was. Uh, shame on me for not being more attuned to the fact that they're getting ready to launch it. But it just—it was kind of cool. It was a cool p- photo or picture by uh, Keith. I thought. I didn't. I, and I'm with you. I did not even know we were launching anything. So that—that's on me for not be keeping up with the news of space launches. I've thought about you yesterday. I. Uh, we do a thing at our office. It's called Tuesday Team Mate or something like that. 
that's where they kind of profile one of the teams. I mean, we've got people scattered all over the world. Right. And uh, so I'm the next one up. And so I was answering the questions. Um, and it was just, it was kind of funny thinking about some of the stuff. But one of the questions they ask is, who would you like to have uh, dinner with, living or dead? Mm-hmm. And that's a tough question. I told the, the young lady that's doing it, and I said, man, I'm struggling with this one. Mm-hmm. I said, I would love to sit down with uh, James Madison, who is, by all accounts, the father of the Constitution, because the Constitution is such an interesting document. It's it's a living document. And, and how could somebody almost 300 years ago have the foresight as they wrote that? And I understand other people helped them, but they everybody everybody kind of credits Madison with the oh yeah with the formation per se the and the just the thoroughness of the uh, oh yeah so that's one. But I ended up putting um, Neil Armstrong. Oh, that would have been a cool dinner. And and I said mainly because I think it's so cool to be the first person that does something. Mm-hmm. All right, so. My question to him would be, you know, what were you thinking as you were about to walk on the moon, realizing that your life depended on low-bid government contracts? Yep, there you go. That's why you thought <laughs> of me. I thought of you. Because I always say that. <laughs> Just remember, you're on the low-bid government contract. <laughs> but, you know, just thinking about sitting atop a rocket, getting ready to blast off to a moon that's 280,000 miles away, I mean, can you imagine the you, – you obviously have to have the mentality that you're willing to sacrifice your life oh, gosh, yeah. for this. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's, that's a huge deal. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. When I get asked that question, I cannot ever decide between two people. I, I would have loved to have dinner and spend the day with Teddy Roosevelt. He was one of them on my list, too. And I would have loved to spend the evening with Ernest Hemingway. I don't know that I would have lasted very long because there would have probably been a lot of drinking involved with that. But I would love to go fishing with Hemingway. Oh, I would have loved to do that too. Um, off the coast of the Keys. Yeah, he was down in Cuba for years yeah. fishing the Cuban waters. And yeah. Oh gosh, I would have loved to just hang out with him for a day. You might not ever be the same again. No, definitely not. <laughs> but. Those those are the when people ask me that question, those are the top two on my list. It's it's uh Teddy Roosevelt and Ernest Hemingway. Um you know, there's other great people, you know, I always stop and think, you know, I'd love to sit down with, you know, some of the framers of the Constitution. You know, yeah, I, those are always interesting, but normally I, I go back to what I love and that's the outdoors. So I'd love to talk to Teddy Roosevelt about his exploits in Africa and mm-hmm. growing up hunting. I'd love to talk to you know, these people, you know, but that's just me. So I kind of like, I kind of like the aspect of talking to somebody about what they were thinking at the time. Right. You know, um, if, if memory serves correctly, uh, Congress was barring Roosevelt from giving land he had donated so much land to national parks and stuff like that and they said okay you can't give any more land so it's kind of a 
a raspberry he gave to Congress. You know, he the day before the law went into effect, he gave like X number of millions of acres right before it went into effect. And, you know, he kind of went, you know, to Congress. And I'm like, yes, I kind of like that. And, you know, he was a big conservationist. And I think that's I, – and I actually had this thought this weekend. A lot of people – and we've got some dirty hippie news, um, which we'll be getting to later in the show. But a lot of people don't understand. I think – and I'm preaching to the choir. Sportsmen and sports sportsmen and outdoor enthusiasts do more for the environment than anybody, anybody would mm-hmm. – than these people like the Sierra Club or, you know – they they may go out and do stuff, but no, I want to see some action. I mean, for example, Trout Unlimited gave, what, $20,000 last week to uh, TWRA. Four times a year, they have a river cleanup. They go out and pull tons of trash out of rivers. They actually roll up their sleeves, get out there and do it. Now, when you get out there and do it, you've got skin in the game. Okay, I'll listen to you. But until you do that, no, it's just mouth service. No, you're you're just... You're just, you know, you're just repeating a bumper sticker. Get out there, get dirty, and and do it. Okay, I'm off my soapbox for this morning. Wow. Sorry, I went off a little tangent there. That's okay. All right. That's okay. I've got some interesting news that we'll get to later in the show. Uh, There is a fundamental shift in some of the funding of the outdoor conservation movement. Hmm. I got uh, a... uh, uh, a, a text last night, mm-hmm. um, and so this is, here's the tease. Um, hello, Tony. I just sent a commission email which contains some good news from Congress. I thought it might come in handy for your radio show, Ed. So Director Carter sent me a text last night. Wow! And said, uh, and he had sent the email out, and we'll talk about that and something that he was working on as the director of AFA for the, the National Association of Wildlife Management People um, while he was the director of that. And so we've actually got some legislation that has passed Congress and the Senate headed to Trump's desk. Good deal. And there's no indication he won't sign it. Good deal. TWA needs to put me on the payroll because I, once again this week, explained the funding formula to somebody who was not understanding the funding formula for our Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. I dispelled a myth that – I dispelled two myths. One, that they get all kinds of state money, which they don't. And two, that when they write tickets, it all goes to them, which I also dispelled. So So somebody thought that all the money comes – to us from the state, yeah. So their taxes pay pay all their all their salary of the TWA and fund it, and that uh, when they write tickets, uh, all that money goes directly to the TWA. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Wrong on both accounts. So so I, I educated this person politely and nicely, and uh, so what was this person's? What was the context of this conversation? They said. Um, I mentioned something. I said, "Well, you need to go buy a license." You know, it come, I said, "I would wait till February, uh, at the end of February, when you could buy your license to be good for a, a whole year." Well, they said, "Well, if I go out and get caught or something along those lines, you know, I'll." I'll they said, "Well, if I do go out and you know I get caught, all that money will go to the state anyway." I said, mm, "Not so much." And I explained that, and I explained how the funding works with the user fees rather than 
receiving state dollars. And I explained it in the aspect of there's less political interference from legislators holding funds hostage or wanting something put in that may or may not be biologically sound and forcing the agency to bend to their will based on politics rather than money. And that's how I explained it. And they said, oh, okay. So so they're going to go out and buy a license now? Uh, in f- I told them, I said, go, you know, buy it early. You can buy it in February, and it'll be good for the rest of the year. I said, so go online, do that. Well, good. I, and I also encouraged them to get a hard card and how convenient it is. <laughs> the other day somebody was just ranting and raving about having to pay the five bucks for the hard card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I typed I, I replied to him like, don't buy it. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah, don't buy it. Sure, I'd rather have it. And again, news news flash: we don't get all that five bucks. No. You know how much we get? Like a dollar something. Technically, two. Oh, okay. We get a dollar that comes back to us out of the five, mm-hmm. and they credit us. One dollar on all of our advertising, and then they 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 keep three for issuing the card. The people that do it. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all I get now are hard cards. I've got Georgia and Tennessee, yeah. and they're both hard cards. It's just so much more convenient, my personal opinion. But you, you know, I make the big educational and radio dollars, so I can spend that extra ten bucks. That's it. There you go. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. And you were just telling me Bing Crosby had a great voice when we were driving over. Oh, he did. Man had big fly fisherman, too. Bing was? Yep, big fly fisherman. Used to see him on, um, oh gosh, uh, the American Outdoorsman with Kurt Gowdy. He and Kurt Gowdy did a lot of fly fishing together. I remember that, watching that as a young kid. Uh, speaking of fly fishermen, who I I always knew this, you know who was a really big. We were talking a little. We weren't talking politics, but we were talking about political figures. You know who was a really big fly fisherman? 
Jimmy Carter? Jimmy Carter was a huge, well, he is a huge fly fisherman. I assume he's still fly fishing, but he was always a real big fly fisherman too. Always found that. And we've had several presidents that were big fishers, so not all of them fly fishers, but that's okay. I'm just saying. Uh, of course, we all know the Bushes were big fishermen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Roosevelt was a big fisherman, too, as well, which I, I've i read a book on fishing with the presidents. Roosevelt was a big fisherman, too. Right. Need to give a shout-out to Andy Eddings. Uh, he said, uh, Merry Christmas, fellow outdoors people. So appreciate that on Facebook. And Kathleen Holloway, good morning and Merry Christmas to you, ma'am. There you go. Thank you so much for for listening. All right. Where are we going? I don't know. What you want to do? I posted a really cool story last Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, about a Jasper fishing team. Mm-hmm. They were, they were in a fishing tournament, and somebody that was not, uh, well, someone that was part of the tournament hit a um, s- submerged s- stump at uh, a fairly high rate of speed, pretty much did in the boat, started sinking. Kind of. Bass boats don't sink. Yeah, they kind of swamp and just hover under the right. surface and become another obstacle in the water. <laughs> but at least you got something under your feet while you're standing in the water. Yeah, in the cold water, I might admit, this time yeah. of year. Um, some of the guys on the Jasper team stopped uh, and, and basically put their tournament on hold to help rescue the other anglers. And I just thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool story. It was. Uh, A couple people were ejected, but everybody was wearing their PFD, and the driver of the boat was wearing his PFD and had the kill switch attached. Like you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. You know, that kill switch is a really cool thing if you actually have it attached. Yes. So it uh, it was a bad accident, but everybody is safe and sound, and now they're high and dry. Um, but hitting the water this time of year, have on your PFD because hitting the water this time of year, that cold water can take your breath away real quick. So be sure and wear your PFD and make sure your kill switch is attached to your personal flotation device, please. No good if you don't use it. No. And, and well done to those high schoolers for rendering aid. So well done guys. Um, do you see a story about, we had another drowning uh, of, of a kayak. I did, and it is in show prep, if you'll bear with me just a moment. Oh, was it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh I, I should read show prep. Yeah, that would kind of help, you know, especially since we're doing the show live. That prep. Yeah. Prep. Yeah. Uh, Knoxville kayaker drowns in accident on Laurel River in North Carolina. A Knoxville woman died in a kayak... Ki- try that again. Take two. A Knoxville woman died in a kayaking accident... Sunday on the Laurel River in North Carolina, according to Madison County Emergency Management Coordinator Robert Lewis. The woman was identified as April Morton, 31, an experienced kayaker by the American Whitewater, uh, a national river conservation nonprofit that works to protect and restore America's whitewater rivers. Morton was listed as a faculty member and doctoral student at the University of Tennessee Bredesen Center 
and as a research scientist at Oak Ridge National Laboratory. Friends and outdoor enthusiasts in the Tennessee and North Carolina have been pouring out heartsick tributes to Morton on social media, describing her over and over as a kind, sweet, caring, intelligent, hum- humble, and joyful, and someone who loved adventure. She was considered an expert paddler and was a member of the Chota Canoe Club in Knoxville. According to a friend, Stephanie Johnson, she and Morton were roommates on a recent paddling trip to Costa Rica. And she, again, was doing everything right. Mm-hmm. She had on her PFD. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up getting pinned under tree rock something again, Debris. much like yep. uh, uh, the gentleman here yep. that, that died about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Same concept. Um, it just happens sometimes. You know, there are... Some pursuits that are dangerous, there's no doubt. Uh, we were talking last night about, the, uh, or at lunch yesterday, about the uh, the mountain climber that died a month ago as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there are just some dangerous activities, and sometimes things go wrong and you end up not surviving. Uh, these people, both the, the person here and this young lady, was doing everything correctly. It just happened. Yeah, they took all the right precautions to mitigate the possible outcome, but it just happened. You, they were both wearing their PFDs, which, you know, normally that'll help you. It, it just didn't in these two cases. So it's sad to see that, but uh, that happened. On, I've, I've seen the Laurel River, and that's a rough river. I will be 100% honest. That That's a rough, rough river. So, I always hate it, especially this time of year to have something like that happen. Oh gosh, yeah. And such a young person, but I mean, like you said, we always take take a lot of time and effort to, you know, wear your life jacket, hook up your kill switch. Okay, that's going to help you. In the case of the bass fisherman, yeah, it really helped and probably saved their lives had they not had the kill switch hooked up or not had on pfds you know we might have been reporting on a a very tragic story there you try and try and do everything you can but you know sometimes it's beyond your control say la vie oh i also thought this is a pretty funny story uh family discovers screech owl nestled in christmas tree yeah i thought you were like my first thought was I, i know you're not a fan of the movie have you seen the movie uh uh, Christmas Vacation. Uh, I think I've seen it once. Well, they put up the they burn down the first Christmas tree. They go outside and get a second Christmas tree, and they hear this squeaking noise in the Christmas tree, and, and all of a sudden, the squirrel and the squirrel comes running out and wreaks havoc. Uh, that was my first thought. <laughs> a family in Georgia had a real life Christmas vacation moment last week after they discovered a wild animal had been living in their Christmas tree. Katie McBride Newman was at home with her children one evening when her daughter made a strange observation about one of the ornaments in the tree. India comes very dramatically into the dining room and goes, Mama, the ornament scared me. That would, as a mom or a dad, that would get my attention pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's not known for sure, but the critter was likely living in the tree when the family brought it into their house. Either way, it seemed quite comfortable, nestled, alongside the multicolored Christmas lights and other ornaments, the fake kind. The tree, the family, left 
all the windows open, hoping the owl would eventually fly away and return to the wild. When it didn't vacate the home, they phoned the Chattahoochee Natural Nature Center and asked for advice. An employee of the center recommended they tried feeding the owl some chicken, a task the family documented on Facebook. Eventually, an employee from the nature center went out to the Newman's house to relocate the bird, which was identified as the eastern screech owl, Georgia's most prominent species of owl. The employees helped remove the owl from the Christmas tree and advised the family to put it in a box or crate and release it at twilight. Now, if we wait for the outcome of the owl gate, Newman wrote on Facebook post, which included photos and a video of the family releasing the owl outside their home. There's your picture of the owl. It does kind of look like a little ornament, doesn't it? It does. And then uh, here's a picture. They put it like a, they took a paper plate and laid a thing of chicken kind of uh-huh. on a branch a little bit lower to it. But you can see the owl kind of giving them the stink eye right there. wonder how they fixed the chicken. I don't know. Because it, it looks cooked. Does it? I don't know. That kind of looks raw to me. Oh, does it? I mean, I can zoom in here, hopefully. Yeah, it's got a lot of red on it. That's, oh, okay. that's raw. Okay. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that that, that would be kind of wild to... Uh, now, you'd be the you'd be the Christmas vacation squirrel guy. Oh, yeah. If there was a squirrel in a tree, it would come out of one that we set up. I guarantee you. We don't set up a Christmas tree, Deborah and I don't, though. We have four cats. It would not be standing for more than, like, 30 seconds before just ornaments <laughs> and, and branches everywhere. We'll be right back. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. Dot com. The Holly and the Ivy, when they are both full grown, of all the trees out in the wood, the Holly bears a crown. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors, hanging out with you the Saturday before the holidays. Are you ready? I am. You, I, I'm done, you, done. You're done? I'm done, done. I haven't started. I've noticed that about you in the years that we've been doing the show. You're not a pre-shopper. You're kind of a last. I wouldn't. I don't want to say last minute. I want to say like I go out Christmas Eve with my daughter and shop. Yeah, I was gonna say last second to be more specific, but <laughs> uh, you know, it just makes it more challenging. You like you like the adrenaline rush. Well, you know what you want, and you don't spend a lot of time wasting effort looking for stuff, all, all the other stuff, you know what you want. Because if you don't get what you want, you're not getting it. True. So True. 
How do you get it all wrapped is my question. I pay the little wrappers in the in the mall. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Although one year, one of my favorite wrapping gifts was a, uh, I'm going to show my age here. You remember when the grocery stores used to actually give you uh, paper bags instead of plastic? Uh-huh. The uh, paper bag with a uh, staple shut with a bow on top, that'll work too. Although, although my favorite wrapping though, I ran out of paper uh, for something and I had to wrap a gift. I had a Tennessee map or something like that, or may have been some other state. And uh, I used the map, and somebody thought, "Oh, this is great paper." And I thought, "Yeah, it sure is." It worked. You know, I can go to um, the dollar store and spend a buck mm-hmm. and get a uh, a bag. Yeah, this was pre-bag though. I understand. Yeah, this. Yeah, I'm 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 going down memory lane on that one. All right, so I was telling you a little bit earlier about the uh, some things that are happening in, in D.C. This was yesterday. No, this was two days ago. Congress approved two legislative packages, which include many strong provisions that will further conservation efforts and benefit America's sportsmen and women. On the 16th, the House Appropriations Committee Chairwoman Nita Lowry Release the text of two legislative packages that will together will fund the government until the end of the fiscal year 2020. One of these packages released includes funding for the Department's Agriculture and Interior as well as a number of the federal agencies. Many of the sport sporting conservation-related provisions included in H.R. 1865 are longstanding priorities for the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. In advance of the appropriations negotiations for Congress, Sportsman's Foundation worked tirelessly to advance these priorities either as standalone bills or as part of other packages. Notable bipartisan agreements in the H.R. 1865 minibus include modernizing the Pittman-Robertson Funds for Tomorrow Needs Act. Here, here. This provision will provide flexibility um, to state wildlife agencies to modernize the way they recruit, retain, and reactivate hunters recreational shooters, and archery enthusiasts to ensure a prosperous future of the highly successful Pittman-Robertson Fund. We will be able to do more promotional activities than before were not approved or severely restricted. No new money, but much more leeway. Huge deal. Good deal. Been pushing for this for a while. The biggest thing that we're facing in the, in the outdoor world is the recruitment, retention, and reactivation. Exempting lead ammo and fishing tackle. This provision exempts lead fishing tackle and ammunition from the unnecessary purview of the Toxic Substances Control Act and the Environmental Protection Agency. Increasing in funding for the National Wildlife Refuge System. Uh, H.R. 1865 provides an increase of $14 million to bring the total funds available for the operation of the refuge system to $502 million for fiscal year 20. The refuge system is made up of 568 individual refuges that collect, collectively accommodate over 2.4 million hunting-related visits and 7.3 million fishing visits annually. This is, here, here we go, increasing in funding to combat Asian carp. $25 million is provided to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service specifically for the purposes of addressing Asian carp. 
an increase of $14 million from last year. Uh, we're estimating that Tennessee will get about a million two of this. We can sure use it. Yes. Increase in funding for the North American Wetlands Conservation Fund, $46 million is provided uh, for on-the-ground wetland conservations for waterfowl and other wetland-dependent fish and wildlife species. This is a $4 million increase. Um, and we just celebrated the 30th anniversary of the North American Wetlands. Increasing in funding for state and, tri- and tribal wildlife grants, $67 million provided uh, to state and tribal wildlife grants, increase of $3 million over the prior year, increase in funding for wild horse and burrow management, funding for USDA APHIS to combat CWD, $9 million provided to the United States Department of Agriculture, uh, chronic waste and disease, $5 million of the funds are to be allocated directly to the state agriculture wildlife agencies to help further develop CWD surveillance testing and management in response activities. Um, we're not sure what that's going to do for us. Uh, so there you go. There's some good stuff. in Actually there. great news. Yeah. yeah. There's some really good stuff in there. Um, I don't think we need to worry about wild horses and burrows, but you know, no, not here, but I mean, sure. There are in other places, but right. So anyway, so that's what's happening in Washington, DC. Believe it or not, a little bit of politics talked about on this show. Mm-hmm. That's rare. True. True. So, but you that's try- all outdoor related stuff. Well, that's all good, though. The Pittman, the Pittman thing is something we've been working on hard to oh, allow us more leeway to, to help recruit. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Want to be a part of the show? Give us a call at 267-1023, 267-1023. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. Babies Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Babies have years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, Whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it 
at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go. But baby, it's cold outside. You're 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 speaking into the future. Yeah, I'm just saying if Santa leaves, I said if Santa no. leaves you. No, you said if Santa left you. Okay. Santa hasn't showed up yet. Not yet. To leave a gun. Speaking of which, my wife and I were having this discussion. Are you getting a gun? No. Is she getting a gun? Not that I'm aware of. Why? What have you heard? I hope not. I hope she doesn't. You you may be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we were having a discussion on uh, how Santa comes. And when I was a kid. How Santa comes. Yeah. When I was a kid, uh, in uh, when I was down in South Texas, we, there was no snow. And when I was a kid, we always heard that Santa came on a buckboard drawn by eight tiny horses. Because there was no snow because he couldn't use a sleigh. So he, he got on a buckboard with eight tiny horses. Horses. Why couldn't the reindeer pull the buckboard? Probably because it was Texas, and if there were reindeer, they'd be venison in like five seconds. That's why everybody's got a gun in Texas. I don't know. It was just it's okay. That's what I heard. It's so a buckboard with little horses. Yep. That's what I heard when I was a kid, and that's how I thought it was until I started watching some Christmas commercials, and then they had like sleighs and snow. Well, we don't get snow down there, so. That's what I always heard as a kid. You were traumatized as a child. No, I, I got it right. You know, Santa comes on a buckboard. Drawn by eight tiny horses. I have seen all of the all the all the Santa stuff and, and nowhere is he in a buckboard. It's a from a Gene Autry song. Well, I understand that. But still. That's what I always heard. Okay. I didn't see snow till I was like four, three or four, I think. You were living in Massachusetts. Yeah, that's when I was saw snow. I didn't I didn't see it in South Texas. Do we have any calendar things happening? Yeah, we sure do. Uh, we have the Sandhill Crane uh, Festival. Fe- well, the hunt. We're going to be hunting, but the Sandhill Crane Festival is going to be January 18th through the 20th. It's going to be at the Hiawassee Wildlife Refuge up there in Birchwood. It's going to be 8 to 5 every day, and there's going to be lots of things, lots of vendors, lots of food, lots of uh, informational programs that you can go up to and watch up there. It's a great time. Then on the 2nd of February, the Bayside Baptist. The first. Sorry. 2120. Yeah, I'm reading that backwards. The Wild Baptist. The, yeah. Now, I was trying not to do that. Now y'all got me all flustered. February 1st, Bayside Baptist, <laughs> Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner, Bayside Baptist Church, 4 p.m. On the 8th, Silverdale Wild Game Dinner. And that's all we got. <laughs> I hate it when you do that because I'm I'm gonna mess it up this year. I haven't yet. Yes, you did I, already. W- yeah, it's tw- a, I know. Up. I've been Don't practicing worry. it. Wild Baptist. The Wild Baptist dinners. <laughs> <laughs> all right, first hours in the can. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders outdoors. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors.
tighten your life vests, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Welcome back. Hour number two, Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you this Saturday morning. So what did you ask for for from Santa Claus, outdoor-related? I asked for a guided trip somewhere. A guided trip. Somebody to actually guide me and take care of me. I've been in the I've been in the other end of the boat several times, and you know what? You ready? I'm you ready, ready to have somebody take me fishing for a change. Cool. Let's go to the phones and talk to John. Hey, John, how are you doing? Hey, Tony. Hey, Rob. How are you guys? We're wonderful, Mr. Beatty. How are you? Good. I'm good. I just wanted to call and wish you and um, Rob and Beaver Man, if he's listening, a, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Um, appreciate everything you guys do each weekend and throughout the week for for our community and our environment and our outdoors. And just hope you guys have a very blessed holiday season and a great 2020 well thank you so much thank you sir that was, that was awful kind of you how's everything happening at Beatty fertilizer is uh are you recovering yet yeah we've got plans for a new office hopefully i'll have it moved in by beginning of february good and um Monday is going to be our last day of operation for the year, and then everybody's getting a little over a week off to rest and recover for what we expect to be a very busy 2020 season. Well, good deal. You know, I used to work at a company. We would shut down on the day before Christmas and come back after New Year's, and I always enjoyed that. We we did it last year for the first time when we got to looking and realized that we don't Especially the the week between Christmas and New Year's. Right. We don't do squat, to put it bluntly. Sure. And John, did I lose you? Yep. Well, we lost him. Well, Merry Christmas, John. Appreciate Merry Christmas, John. We, uh, we, we lost you somehow on the call. Uh, feel free to call back. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in I was in the chemical manufacturing, which kind of the same thing that John's in. I mean, he was in yeah, uh, and we did the same thing when we shut down for Christmas. You know, you don't just shut down a plant, right? It, it, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of hassle in shutting down a plant. System shutdowns and system Absolutely. startups. Yeah. So when we shut down for two days and then I bring it back up and shut it right back down, it's that's silly. Oh so, gosh, yeah. So we just didn't we didn't work, um, and it was always nice with kids, especially because you always had that that week off with the kids, right? I and mean, we did a lot of great trips. Washington D.C. after the the day we left Christmas afternoon or Christmas evening, and uh, went part of the way, and then spent the week in D.C. afterwards, and hmm. you know just a lot of great trips. Now I know, coming from a family that. My mom was a nurse. Um, obviously, you know, the hospitals and, 
and stuff like that are open. So I've got a background in, you know, there's been a few Christmases where mom was at the ER and um, having been a IV, EMT IV firefighter, I've worked several Christmases as well. I didn't particularly mind it so much. And, in fact, I took a Christmas shift because the guy had family and I didn't. And, you know, knowing that I kind of helped him out, you know, kind of made me feel good that he got to spend time with his family. And I didn't mind working it. So. <laughs> I was a little more um, self-centered. <laughs> I worked because I got paid double time on Christmas. Sign me up. Yeah, we didn't get double time. We just oh. got normal because, oh, you know. You got to hospitals don't shut down, and and obviously the police departments and fire departments don't shut down. So, those of you, uh, why was at the airport? Well, the airport doesn't shut down either. Exactly. So, to those people working on Christmas this year, thank you and uh, Merry Christmas. So, yeah, hey, and I want to shout out to all the first responders out there, including the police officers. Um, I see, I, you know, I, I don't see many people when I'm driving to the radio station other than police officers. Yeah, I've noticed that, too. And uh, and I appreciate them out there um, always being there to protect us and take care of us. And and hopefully when they pull me over because I'm speeding because I'm running late, they'll remember me saying this nice thing about them. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate them. Um, we got one officer who is also a deputy and, um, he, uh, he's, he's, he's a, he's a serious poster every time that there is a police officer that gets taken out and Mm -hmm. he just keeps me grounded on what they're facing on, on a regular basis. So thanks so much for what they do. All right. Um, where else going to go, Robert? I don't know where you want to go. We got, we got uh, some poaching pinheads. We got what? Did, what did the poaching pinheads do? Well, we've got a local one, and we've got uh, another one. We have a local one. Yes, out of Greenville, Tennessee, four duck hunters pled guilty. I've been there. Okay, where is that? Um, about an hour outside of Bristol, this way. Okay, then I've been through there. I'm sure I have. No, it's not on the interstate. Uh, they have an exit. That's it. Okay. I'm probably probably been through there or up in that area at least. That's where we had a commission meeting a few months ago. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, four East Tennessee duck hunters pled guilty in federal court last month to charges associated for hunting migratory birds with the aid of bait in December. Through a joint investigation of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, TWA officers charged Justin Carter uh, and several others with poaching. Each defendant was charged with one count of directing or placing bait, taking migratory birds, and two counts of taking migratory birds with the aid of bait. They were ordered to pay an $800 fine and lost their privileges for hunting for one year. Good for them. I'm glad they got caught. I am too. And punished. All right. Hey, Scott. Hey, Tony. Enjoy your show. Let's remember our servicemen and women uh, working this holiday. I've Absolutely. been twice been deployed before overseas for Christmas. I bet uh, uh, kind of rough on people. I bet that is very tough. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, one of my uh, my favorite movies is uh, a movie called The Christmas Card, and it's a, a guy who is overseas uh, and gets a Christmas card from 
just a random person and, and how it kind of affected and changed his life. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. And, and you're right. The military are always out there. And um, I've got some friends that have been deployed during uh, the, the holidays, and it is always tough on their families. I was in Qatar right after 9-11, and uh, Drew Carey and uh, Earl Horsheiser came to the base Christmas Eve. Oh, that was cool. I bet Drew. Kind of, I, yeah, yeah, Drew Carey, you know, he'd been in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. He was a Marine Corps for prior, uh, uh, enlisted guy. Gotcha. And so, you know, they brought the generals in, and we're all standing there, you know, and they're asking these stupid questions, you know, like these, how's this, how's that, you know, and they would give them a coin, you know. Sure. And Drew says, come on now, that's stupid. Ain't nobody going to ask a question like that. Ask him a good question, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously a guy who had been in, there. Then I was in Iraq in seven, and a friend of mine worked at Eastman Kodak. Okay. And uh, a group of people sent us like, oh, I must have got almost 70 packages. But I was able to share them with other people, you know, because they had so much stuff. Sure. They sent a tree and all kinds of stuff. I mean, we they sent more stuff. They were... They were so nice, and uh, I had a flag flown and sent it back to to the lady that organized all that. That is, we just got so much stuff. That yeah, is, cool. that's nice. People do that. I um, uh, one of one of my I have several what I call prized possessions, but one of my favorites was uh, I I taught a young man hunter safety, and then he was he deployed and he actually flew a flag out of their helicopter as they were over somewhere over there. Uh, they won't ever say where it was, but I've got a picture where they took of him actually flying the flag outside the helicopter as they were going. And, uh, and he brought that back to me and, and, and I cherish that flag. Yeah, we did, We were able to do that with several, uh, uh, you could send them on different kind of missions and different sure. kind of aircraft, yep. you know, we were at, so that was always neat. Yeah. But I'm up working this morning, and we really enjoy your show. I'll thank, listen to it on thank Saturday you, mornings. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate it. No, y'all have a good evening. Y'all have a good holiday. You too. You I too. Say, no, Merry, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. I'm going to say right. Merry Christmas. Merry thank Christmas. Merry thank Christmas you. to you, sir. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, good point. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Don't forget the military. And and often people, and i got to give them a shout-out, everybody forgets that they're part of the military, but the Coast Guard... The ghosties are out there, too, every day. Absolutely, they're out there. Um, And I know that um, I know a couple people have been deployed and listened to our show while they're deployed. Oh, yeah. So, Did you see the Army-Navy game the other day, by the way? Did you watch that? I watched part of it, and I was, you know, uh, after all the controversy we've had, it was kind of cool to see some people that took pride in the the United States. Mm Mm-hmm. It my favorite is that you know, I, obviously I was pro one side more than the other, but uh, Navy guy. Yeah, uh, it's the only day the United States Marines will admit they're a part of the Navy. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. <laughs> we got another trio of poachers who were busted in New York. Uh, these they were uh, taking black bass out of season and illegal commercialization of protected wildlife. They've been ordered to pay fines totaling $2,425. These stem from charges on a poaching operation on the Escoan River in New York. Three Brooklyn men, uh, Li Ming Mai, Hu Kei Yu, and Zhang Hu Chen, 
were found to be catching and keeping smallmouth bass almost two months before the season opened. They found a stringer of hidden fish on the shoreline with 35 smallmouth bass attached to it. The bass season begins June 15th. Two of the defendant's vehicles were outfitted with aerated tanks in order to transport the fish. And those vehicles, one of those re- vehicles was registered to a retail fish market in New York. So. Good. I'm glad they caught them. Thank goodness. And, and, and I, we're going to take a break and we come back. We got Beaver Man queued up. And, uh, but I always find it interesting when they talk about fishing season because we're so blessed here to not have a fishing season per se. True. We have some, but not True. like other places. They don't. Ha- they don't have an opening and closing. Yeah. Date. All right. We'll be right back. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes. Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Beatty's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at Beatty's Fertilizer. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors coming straight to the phones for Beaverman. Hello, Beaverman. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas to you. We, um, you know, Tony, we, we, we were a bit concerned. My friend Coach East, the wagon burner, and I were a bit concerned for... Um, Rob's safety this week. Okay, afraid he had uh, you know kind of gone feral, <laughs> not having been under his strict uh, regiment there at school. So you know we were thinking like Lord of the Flies, you know running around half naked with a sharpened stick poking things. But yeah, no, yeah. apparently he's been been uh, enjoying his time off. I been, guess been, been doing a lot of food. cooking. Been doing a lot of cooking. So. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, we got a, we got a, a clarification message from one of your friends out in New York. Yeah, Rob G said just to put a fine point on it, New York, you can fish for all almost fish almost all waters year round. You just can't keep them. So our roving reporter in New York, Mr. Rob Jeeves, appreciate the information from the game laws in New York. Well, excellent. But you also have to shovel like nine feet of snow off your driveway every year. 
True, but they yep. do have steelheads. So snow, steelheads. It, you know, I can I can yeah. see, I can see that argument. Yeah, but you know they, nah, nah. I can, I can pass. I, I'll go to Florida. You go to New York, and we'll talk to each other at the end of the winter and see who's happier. That's that. Yeah, I mean, tarpon. Yeah, steelhead. Yeah, bonefish. Yeah, yeah. Largemouth bass that you can catch in a ditch right next to the interstate. Yeah, yeah. Seventy-five degrees all winter. Peacock bass too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Shorts in December. Yeah. 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 I'm 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 leaning that way, guys. You're um yeah you're absolutely right about the the need for practice. I'm I'm in need <laughs> um to uh, practice my wing shooting skills somewhat. Uh huh. And we're thinking Santa may have a line on that. Really? Um yeah, but uh, we're uh, we're still wondering. Sometimes transmission gets garbled when take send in code to the great man. Well, you will uh, you will know in just a few days whether he got your message or not. We will, we will know. And um, but yeah, they. Uh, I, I definitely need practice with the wing shooting. And um, while I'm there, I could take Rob and let him practice with handguns. Have you ever true. shot with Rob and his and his? Handgun prowess? I have. <laughs> Were you standing well behind him? I was. Well, you should be standing very, probably very close behind him, just for fear of errant rounds traipsing around. <laughs> I'm just kidding you, Rob. I, I know, know you're a crappy shot. Yeah, I, no, <laughs> there's no two ways about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a better, I'm a better caster than I am shooter. Oh, definitely, and I mean he casts so beautifully, so it makes up for it. That's true. We can all be so great. Next time he, someone assaults you, you can hit him with the fly rod. Hit him right in the eyeball with a with a, a number eight woolly booger. Yeah, but probably That'll take him out. Yeah, either that or wrap a wrap a lead core line around him. There you go. You know, Beaver Man. Not everybody can be ultimate outdoorsman like you and I. True that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True that. I'll give him that. Yeah. So last weekend, I, I sit out with my my friend Stan. It was a nice morning, saw deer running, I mean, from the first first of daylight. Does running around, and I saw nothing but little bucks, young bucks, that had no idea what they were supposed to do. One of them just walked out, plopped down in the middle of the field and watched his girlfriend running around and around and around and around. He didn't know he was supposed to take care of her? No, but he's like, I, I think I'm supposed to be doing something. So, anyway, it was great. We got to walk, see a bunch of deer, you know, running around, nothing, nothing to shoot. This week, one of the uh, college kid sat in the same spot. Boom, ten pointer. First deer he's ever killed. He's ruined. <laughs> he's ruined. And it's it's like what? It's all downhill from there. It's, yeah, it's not fair. Not fair. Life is not fair. Well, I know. Hunting is but, definitely not fair. And, and this kid, I'm sure he's a nice kid. No, um, he's not that know, nice. I um, I don't know him. I knew his dad in high school. His dad was a it was a dork, yeah, and and still is. But as as a nice dork, just a goober that you know you would never expect to see in the woods. And this kid sitting there showing, you know, they sent me a picture of this kid with a ten pointer in your stand. Well, it's not my property. It's not my stand, but it's where I was sitting the other day. Yeah, <laughs> I was the last one to use it. 
So anyway, but I saw I saw an eight year old kid catch a thirty two inch brown trout in Arkansas one time. It was the first fish he ever caught, and I thought he's run. <laughs> it is all downhill from here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, I'm, I assume you have a break coming up very shortly, and I want to stay on the good side of the person behind the switches. So You know, I've never had a problem cutting you off when I get to a break. True that. <laughs> so True that. Don't worry about it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, just, I do want to say Merry Christmas to y'all, and Thank you to all the people in uniform serving us, even the Coast Guard. Absolutely. And, uh, um, I guess I should say especially the Coast Guard if I'm going to go to Florida. Yes, you need to be nice to the Coast Guard. Very much. They're they're pretty tough. And, and my cousin, who is back from uh, the Middle East, we'll get to see him in uh, Christmas next week. So Great. He's a, a fine young man. Awesome. Glad he's home. Yeah, we are too. So, all right, sir. Beaver man, I hope you right, have. Man. Y'all I hope, take care. Hope you have a wonderful Christmas. You too, buddy. See ya. Bye. There you go. Man, it's hard to believe that we're two days from Christmas or three days. What are we? Four days. Four. Today's twenty-first. Today's actually the solstice, if I'm not mistaken. Today's the actual first day of winter. Winter begins today. This is technically the shortest day of the year. Yes. Nine hours and 30-some-odd minutes of sunlight. Is that all? Yep. If I did my math right. Wow. That's not much. And then it gets started getting better tomorrow. I'm sorry. I was wrong. Nine hours and 47 minutes of sunlight. Oh, let's get technical. Like everybody really cares. Well, I said thirty, so I was off. And you, and if you'd read it, you would have corrected me. So I got to get it right. I know. <laughs> I understand. So shortest day of the year. Mm-hmm. So what time's sunset for the deer hunters? Uh, what time's sunrise? Sunrise. Well, I will tell you. Bear with me just a second. Let me get my handy dandy app. Uh, sun sunrise is at seven forty six a.m. Seven forty six. Sunset is at 533, 533. Wow. So you got from, you said 746? Mm-hmm. So 716 to 603. Mm-hmm. Wow. Short day. Short day. All right. I'm ready to go pay a bill. Okay, dokie. Let's do that. And when we come back, we'll hit the uh, harvest report. And what else? We got some dirty hippie news. Oh, and this is a great deal. On New Year's Day, a free guided hikes in the Tennessee State Park. Mm-hmm. Guided by our own Jesse, I'm sure, will be one of them, right? I'm sure she will. All right. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Sports Warehouse has always supported the Chattanooga community and all the local conservation groups, wild game dinners, youth events, and much, much more. Please go and see them today at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. 
Because whatever you need, whether it's camping, fishing, hiking, or hunting, whatever you need for your outdoor adventures, you can get it at Sportsman's Warehouse. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Check them out at sportsmans.com. Sportsman's Warehouse, located at the corner of 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That is more than the catchy jingle when it describes State Farm agent Rodney Allen. For over 20 years, Rodney and his team of professionals have been taking care of our family's insurance needs. Whether it's home, auto, life, or insurance, or your outdoor toys, whatever it is, Rodney Allen and State Farm can handle these needs. Don't forget your banking and financial needs as well. Reach Rodney Allen and his staff at 423-847-3881. Again, that's 423-847-3881. And invest a few minutes of your time to deal with a financial professional and his staff. Rodney Allen, State Farm. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you Welcome back. Christmas. Tony Sanders Outdoors going to our roving reporter. Somewhere in the United States, truck driver Dave. How you doing, man? Hey, doing good. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas sir. So where are you today? I just went under the runway on 285 on the south side of Atlanta, heading into LaGrange, hoping to call it a day. Well, good for you. Yeah. Listen, uh, really quick, Rob, I don't know if I sent you this for your show prep, but uh, if I didn't look up, did you see the... Lady that the fish hit her windshield. Uh, was it dropped by a bird? Yeah, yeah. I, I, we did that one a couple of weeks ago, I think. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, that's something you don't expect. You know, turn on your windshield wipers because you got, you know, carp slime all over the front windshield. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? No what doubt. What a shock that would be. Bad enough to hit a deer, but a fish out in the middle of nowhere? Come oh, on. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I just really wanted to wish you guys a Merry Christmas and uh, keep up the good work. I'm looking forward to another year listening to you guys on Saturday morning. Well, thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it. Hey, are you hey, going to put anything in the uh, in the auction coming up? or? I don't think so. Okay. I, I may. I've got to look through and see if there's any more surplus items I need rid of. <laughs> <laughs> so much of that uh, depends on what I'm going to buy next. You know, there's... There's my issue. I've just kind of set a limit, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do anything new until I get rid of some old. You know what I mean? I understand. Yeah. Listen, did you get that Polaris? I, I did. Rob bought it for you. I did. Yeah. Well, let me know sometime. Come out to the house. You know, we live right at the foot of the trail there, at the Mountain Adventures, and uh, there's a lot of good riding up there to be had. And it's just uh, 150 yards from my driveway. So holler at us sometime. We'll go mud. That sounds like a plan. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, listen, have a great week, and we'll talk to you probably, I guess you're going to be there next Saturday. We will be. All right, guys. We'll talk to you then. Take care. All right. See you, Dave. Uh, Bye. Bye. Awesome. Merry Christmas, Dave. He has gotten into off-road riding. Mm Mm-hmm. Not my deal, but sure. I bet you would do it. 
Oh, I'd I'd go with somebody. It's just I, I'll not. If I want my teeth jarred, I'll you know I'll just you know drive on some of the downtown street roads. I can do that in my Subaru, not get muddy. Oh, I was gonna you know I was gonna say that earlier um, when um, you know to our our first responders out there mm-hmm. that they they need to, to pull you over and, and get your autograph. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're easy to recognize. You're the only Subaru with the NRA sticker on it. True. In America. Yeah. Yeah. My little my little vegan hippie mobile has a has a has a Trout Unlimited and NRA. When I go in, the only problem is whenever I go into the Whole Foods, I have to chirp my car alarm because I can't figure out which one's mine. It's the one with the NRA sticker. Yeah, that and the one that doesn't smell like essential oil. Yeah, sure. Uh, Speaking of hippies. <laughs> Speaking of hippies, I, I saw on Facebook, I, I got so tickled. It said, um, please allow kids to believe in Santa Claus. We allow you to believe in essential oils without busting your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> well, Santa Claus is real. I mean, you know, essential oils, that's not, though. I mean, come on. Santa's real. Yeah. Speaking of dirty hippies. Yes, we have that's a... That's what you were wanting. Yeah, we have a... I was gr- trying to segue for you, man. Well... I am trying to be a professional. Okay. A group of protesters for with your favorite group, people for the ethical treatment of animals. Oh, no, 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 no. People eating tasty animals. Now we say people encouraging terroristic activities, but that's another story. Recently stripped down to only body paint and impersonated dead fish at a Christmas holiday market in Australia. I have to give them credit. They are, they're, they are not only anti-animal, but they're anti they're anti, you know, vegetable too, because they 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 just don't like wearing clothes. Yeah, yeah, they're anti. They're very anti clothes. In the middle of a thirty-six hour seafood sale at a public market, Barry, um, there's children there. People, come on. Um, on Wednesday, the activists gathered at Sydney's Barangaboo Ferry Wharf for the unique demonstration against the Sydney fish market. Peter describes the annual shopping frenzy as the biggest seafood sale of the year. PETA, this is according to their statistics, reported that 700 tons of fish were killed and sold during last year's event. To make their case, dead serious protesters laid out a blue tarp with their tangled limbs painted blue and blood-like paint dripping from their mouths under a large net and fake fish were draped over their bodies. Along with that was a sign reading, Stop Floundering, Go Vegan Because Fish Feel Pain. The Australian branch of the animal rights organization organization echoed a similar message on Facebook, declaring the mass slaughter and consumption of sea animals stands in opposition of the meaning of Christmas. Yet millions of aquatic animals are killed for Australian festivities. Please, this Christmas, give comfort and joy to all creatures on Earth. Why don't you ever give me pictures? Because... Uh, well, I don't put pictures in show prep because people can't see them, but I just thought that th- this I, is... I could see them. Okay. Yeah, these people are, are... I mean, getting out of the middle of a seafood... I mean, a big marketplace. If it's anything like I'm thinking of a seafood market, s- sitting out there in body paint, j- ruining people's Christmas, you know, to me, that's just shellfish. Hello? Yeah, I'm looking. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. Dirty hippies. He got it. (laughs) 
Oh, I was looking at pictures. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, these these dirty hippies are doing that down there in in Australia now. I, I look okay. Yeah, they're singularly focused. I got it. But folks, if we're not going to eat meat and we're not going to eat vegetables, what I mean, I, man cannot live on water alone. So. I'm just sorry. I just this is this is funny. Anyway, <clears throat> I guess those are fake fish. Yes. You sure? That's what it said in the report. Okay. I'm assuming they wouldn't use live fish because they would. Well, they'd be dead at this point. Well, yeah, but I'm assuming they wouldn't do that because you know it would be har- harming fish, and they don't want to harm any animals. They don't mind harming humans, but they don't. You know, to heck with humans, but help the animals. I hate, All right. I hate those tree hugging otter scrubbing crystal wearing communists. <laughs> All right. On that note, we're going to go do our last commercial break before Christmas. Right? Right. We'll be right back. Tony Center's Outdoors. Baby's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the only ones you need to call for your commercial lawn care supplies. They are experts in fertilizer, lawn chemicals, mulch, stone, and all your commercial lawn care needs. They have the expertise to recommend formulated special blends for your lawn care company. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Baby's has years of local knowledge and know what will work in this area. Go with the pros at Baby Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at babiesfertilizer.com. Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors wrapping it up this Saturday morning, coming to the phones. Hello, Thomas Gavin. How are you, sir? Hey, sir. How are you? Great. Hey, Doc. I was Tony, I was Tony Tiger and Rob the Shark. There we're good, man. Really good. I just wanted to say congratulations on a great award-winning year. <laughs> We're winding on down. We're, you what? have uh, no more shows before Christmas and only one more show before New Year's. There you go. Congra- congratulations, guys. You know, you can listen to us where you're Thanks, headed sir. for the holidays, too, just so you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. That's, 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 that's really good. That, that is really good. I'll do it, boy. All right. Uh, you guys have a good one. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, See you. Best to your families. Thank Bye you. Now. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Harvest Report wrapping it up here. Well, this statewide this week there were 108,652 deer taken. Hamilton County had 1,007. I'm sorry, 1,577. Bledsoe 813. Bradley 834. Grundy 803. Marion. 1,378, McMinn, 1,286, Megs, 994, Monroe, 748, Polk, 247, Ray, 1,388, and Sequatchie County had 536. We are off from last year's total, 9,928 from this same time last year. The only county that is down from last year is Monroe. They're down 29. All the other counties I listed in our listening area are actually up from last year, except for Monroe. They're off 29. So everybody else, well done. Monroe, get it in gear. Come on, Monroe. Get with it. wonder how their bear harvest was. 
I could look that up real quick, but I don't think we have time. No, I guarantee it beats the rest of our listening. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. How many bear do they get in Monroe? Uh, all of them. <laughs> well, Monroe and Polk, they both have bears. Well, yeah, and I'm I'm guessing there may be a few in, in Bradley and a few other places. I'm sure there are. But yeah. not like they are in Monroe and uh, Polk, like you said. All right, so the Wild Baptists have some things going. <laughs> You're going to get me doing it again. I'm trying. On the 18th, it's better than loader muzzle. Loader, now you got me going that way too. Muzzle loader. On the first of January, uh, uh, January 18th through 19th, uh, the 29th annual Sandhill Crane Festival is going to be at the Hiawassee Refuge from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. up in Birchwood. There's going to be a lot of great food, fun, and activities for the whole family. Then on the 1st of February, the Bayside Baptist Wild Game Dinner at Bayside Baptist Church will be at 4 p.m. Jeff Daniker of Realtree Buck Ventures TV will be there. Then on the 8th of February, Silverdale Wild Baptist, dead, <laughs> darn it, darn it, darn it, Wild Game Dinner at Silverdale Baptist Church, 4 o'clock is Jimmy Houston's the speaker, and I hate you both right now. And on March 14th, the DU Greenhead Youth Event is going to be out at Cubby. Green Wing, Green not Head. Greenhead. Green Wing. Greenhead is a duck. Uh, Green Wing is a youth. Okay, Green Wing. <laughs> Green Wing. I, I'm changing it right now. Green. I just. All right, you want to do the Green Wing event out at Covey Creek Farms? <laughs> uh, it's going to start at 11. If you I'm got still a, laughing about the Wild Baptist. I know it. Uh, all my friends are going to hate me. For, all my Baptist friends are going to hate me for that one. But uh, Merry Christmas, Rob. Merry Christmas. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's going to be out at Cuffy Creek Farms with the DU Green Wing event. If you got kids, you need to bring those kids out there, and they're going to have a really great time. Absolutely. You need to bring them out there. You can bring some Wild Baptists, too, if you want to. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. It's been fun. Now, why has- are you apologizing? We're... We're sitting here trying to get you to do it. And I did it. And got he, me. he fell. Hook, line, and sinker right there. I was caught. I was caught. I'm so proud of you, Rob. Thank you much. <laughs> All right. It's been a, a great show. I hope everybody has a wonderful uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New, well, Happy New Year if we don't talk to you. This is such a weird trip week. Yeah. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. See you next week. Tony Sanders Outdoors. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.